I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me as always is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going. We're back. We're back, and I I hear you might have some news for us. I do. Uh, So, I'm sorry for the delay, everybody. Um, We've taken some time off as uh, baby Murphy number three has arrived. Her name's Isabel. She's doing great. Both mom and baby are healthy. Uh, a lot has changed in the world since we last spoke, including this uh, global pandemic that's that's still going on. And first and foremost, I'll just say uh, the Canadian me wants to apologize for the lack of content we've provided you folks. But we are back and we've got some solid plans for the next coming months as we hurdle ever closer to uh, Lou's special arrival in July, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and and, and this shouldn't. I, I'm hoping there shouldn't be any slowdown. We should continue to pump out the content on a regular basis. But uh, the world's a crazy place right now, so it is. We're doing it, what we can. It is a crazy place, and uh, I think if I'm just gonna, I was, I want to quickly scan. I think I'm a, all of our news is COVID nineteen free. So you have that to look forward to uh, as I we think, dive into the I news. think I think one might uh, one might be in, uh, related to it but it's about a release date. Oh yeah, but it's good news. So It's good news. <laughs> All right, well let's jump into the news as you mentioned. Uh you threw this story into the Discord and I put this in here so I'm going to let you chat about this uh this sure. new What is it a comic? It's a comic book. Um so George Romero passed away and we haven't seen anything of we haven't seen anything related to him in a very long time since his passing. Um, but his son is taking over and he's writing a comic uh, called The Rise. And it's going to be zombie related and it sounds like it's going to be very much in the vein of Night of the Living Dead. And that's expected to come uh, sometime this year. Okay. Interesting. No, I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting idea and that i didn't first of all i didn't realize george a romero had uh, a son uh, let alone a son that was working in sort of his footsteps with with this comic series uh they kind of they kind of talk of it as like not a prequel but a story taking place within the universe uh the genesis of uh this this night of the living living dead so i think that's an interesting take on this and with the walking dead leaving the comic sort of uh, universe uh it's kind of interesting to see this for something else and um i believe his son was involved with everything from land of the dead forward so the last three or four movies um so his son's familiar with his father's ideas and stuff so i'm i'm thinking we're gonna see a little bit of both we're gonna see some new ideas and i think we're gonna see a little bit of uh george's original vision Right. Well, that's really good. And I mean, if he's going to keep it faithful to, uh, to, to this, to the series, 
Um, do we know when it's coming out? It's like a 2020 era. Uh, I believe it is sometime by the end of this year, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised. This is an older article. I wouldn't be surprised if it's been bumped out a little bit. Yeah, and I just saw a photo of George C. Romero, which is his son. Um, it uh, Very interesting look. It's very dark, very spooky. So, um, yeah. I don't know. The George A. Romero just always looks so bubbly, like a like a happier Stan Lee. And I look at his son and it's like, hmm. Well, they are very different people. Maybe his maybe his mom was a little rougher. I have no idea. But uh yeah, he looks very scary. Um it's uh we got some sad news here, which is related to something you know, a video game we're gonna talk about in a little bit, or a series at least is that Paul Haddad, voice of Leon Kennedy in Resident Evil 2, the original one, has uh, died, has passed away at the age of 56. And judging from the news, I guess he's had kind of a uh, kind of a, a long history with, with health issues and um, not a great uh, not a great career after Resident Evil 2, after the late 90s. Yeah, um, but he... Um... His his death is not COVID related as no. far as anybody's concerned. Uh, he, he he I believe he had a series of health issues, um, recently. So, but he did things like uh, he was in the Super Mario Brothers three, uh, animated show. He was in the X Men animated series. Um, he's done some other stuff. But it was really sad to see that you know we're gonna have to we're gonna need a new Leon Kennedy. Yeah. Well, this is the original mm-hmm. Leon Kennedy, right, from, from Resident Evil 2, and, and he's yeah. since been recast. Uh, a couple of times. A couple times. I don't know if the voice actor, I, I know he, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was Resident Evil 4 was a specific actor, and then f- uh, I, 6 uh, and onwards. I think, they, I think they've changed it every single time. Right. And uh, looking at here in the comments, it's uh, Haddad started on a... Uh, uh, he stated on a YouTube live stream that he suffered from from stage three throat cancer and had a tumor growing on one of his vocal cords. So, um, man, it's one of those things when you hear the artist having their their tools and affected by their health, and and that's that's always so sad to to hear. You know, if an artist loses their ability to use their hands, or uh, in this case, a voice actor is unable to, you know, provide voices for our favorite video games. It's just it's such a bummer and uh you just hate to hate to see this stuff for sure um so you know rest in peace paul and and you know we we hope your family's doing well and uh yeah sad stuff um let's look at uh let's look at some brighter news in the same sort of avenue which is the resident evil series um we're going to talk a little bit about resident evil 3 but we're saving a majority of our thoughts for an upcoming episode as lou is still still wrapping it up I got um, about an hour left, people. I got about an hour left. Yeah, short game, but uh, short <clears> and sweet. <throat> but Capcom is working on a Resident Evil Four remake, and this is a this is solid rumor rumor mill. You know, um, uh, I believe this is confirmed. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's it's interesting because, re- so I didn't realize this, and and I certainly didn't realize it um, when I played Resident Evil Three. Is that Resident Evil Two remake was done internally, Resident Evil Three make three make oh that works resident evil three make uh was done by an outside studio which is uh m2 i believe and uh but i believe they had the, i believe they had access to the same engine and everything used in the two remake 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, they did. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and then they're looking at Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4 remake is something they're targeting for uh, 2022 because we're looking at probably having Resident Evil 8 come out in 2021. Um, yeah. So that's kind of interesting in that they are going to have they're looking to have a Resident Evil project every year. And I think with outsourcing, when you do it correctly, it works because I didn't notice it when I was playing Resident Evil 3. Like it's it's a smaller game and I don't know if that can be attributed to it being outsourced. Um but it didn't have the solid. it didn't have it didn't have the 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 it didn't take wasn't in development as long as the 2 remake. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly didn't. I think well, was it? And I, I, I and I'm and I'm curious to see what they do with the four uh, a four remake because four is one of the most heavily action versions of the game. I mean, it's pretty much an action game. It's not really even a horror game, as far as I'm concerned. I I, I would love to see what they do with it, and maybe we're gonna get a more Resident Evil two feeling game instead of the actiony game we got before. Maybe it's gonna be a little different. I mean, people people love Resident Evil 4 and I remember when I played it it was the first Resident Evil game that I truly loved um and I came to the series late and the fact that the remake at first I was like oh I don't know if it needs a remake like once you do two and three you move to Code Veronica in my mind because that one's still that one still needs a remake I would love to see that yeah, because I'd love to play it for sure. And but then you know I was re- I was looking more at Resident Evil Four. It's like yes, it's been remade. Yes, it's it's very much playable. Uh, there are some HD remakes that have been released on every current gen console you can get your hands on, including the Switch. So it's definitely available. But if you're if you're gonna remake it, I agree with you. I would love to see them do sort of a remake, but also a I don't want to call it a demake, but kind of like a sidestep to to make it more like Resident Evil 2. I remember Resident Evil 4 being very, yes, action-oriented, but still very puzzly and exploring and all that fun stuff. Like, they yeah. could tweak the encounters and, and have some fun with it. But uh, I was actually incorrect. It looks like Resident Evil 3 was, um, was done by Redworks, uh, by a company Redworks with Capcom's internal teams and other external studios uh, lending a hand. Um it's uh they offered the original you know they offered it to the original game director shinji mikami who's with uh i I think he's he's with another company did he where did he go did he go to tequila works at bethesda i'm trying to remember or was he is he platinum games no i think he's the guy that went to bethesda yeah for sure and i mean he uh, yeah because he did um Oh, he did the other horror games that were supposed Evil to be within. in the Evil Within, yeah. Yeah, so they offered it to him originally. <clears throat> he declined to lead the project, but he did give it his blessing. So if this is the if this is the track that Capcom wants to take with their Resident Evil games, I- I'm totally cool with it because I dig a solid remake. I mean, I'm playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Never played the original, but I'm really loving loving the remake. And I really liked Resident Evil 2 and 3 Remake. So they're on a roll i think where you maybe hit diminishing returns if four isn't it then five for sure um in all honesty my dream game for them would be for them to remake six and make it playable (laughs) well i i don't know if they're even gonna touch six but uh yeah six is a weird one i yeah man i I hate that game I, i i think it's the only one in the series i've never completely finished 
that's like we're gonna have to make that an extra life goal like play i play resident no. Evil six or something no you you you'd have to do it no there no, is of course a, there is a point and there is a point in one of the chapters of that game where you're supposed to be playing it like Gears of War, but they don't give you enough ammo for it to be Gears of War. So they still expect you to make every bullet count, but you have to blind fire. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think I got very far. I think <clears throat> I played I think I played part of Leon's chapters, but that's about Leon's it. chapter is about the only chapter that's playable. Okay. Um now we did say we were going to talk about Resident Evil Three uh, next episode, as you're still waiting to to finish it. But um, it has been out for about a month. I'm wondering, like, do you want to give like really quick impressions? Like, what's your thoughts so far on it? I mean, obviously, you and I are both in agreement that it is quite short. It's an eighty dollar product. We're certainly oh. going to talk about that in the next episode. But are you enjoying $80, it? Eighty dollars for you, sixty dollars. Yes, sorry. $80 Canadian, $60 American, just due to our lovely exchange rate. But, uh, like, I guess in terms of a recommendation, like, it's a, do you recommend it to, to if you, our fans? If you, if, if you liked the, the, the RE2 remake, you'll like this. But my suggestion for you would be to wait for a holiday sale and wait for this thing to go on sale. Um, I don't, my short time with it, because I'm only an, I'm, I'm an, about half an hour to an hour from finishing it. Um, its length is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it, like, I've had a ball playing it, but my after with my time with it, length is a serious issue. Um, I even remember the original game taking me longer than this. Yeah, like. Yeah twice as long as this i never i never played the original um i dabbled with resident evil 2 on the n64 but i understood there were multiple you know perspectives to play that game um but when i was playing through the resident evil 3 remake you're right like when i i did finish it and when i got to the end of it i was like oh there's that sinking feeling of enjoying the five hours very much so it's a solid short but sweet product but at but at full price, it is it can be tough to recommend. And um, I agree with you. Wait for a sale. I did pick it up on sale. There were a lot of sales, you know, pre purchasing um, through you know Green Man Gaming. A lot of a lot of like non Steam sites, but still very legit sites that are offering you know these promos. And you can still get it for quite cheap on the, or not quite cheap, but less money uh, on those sites. But I think the struggle I have is, is, is the, is the prop up, you know, of, of Resident Evil Resistance, the multiplayer stuff. Uh, I don't have a problem with the quality of the game in the sense that I have not played it, but propping up Resident Evil 3 with this multiplayer experience has kind of got me conflicted because it's like, well, I bought this for Resident Evil 3 remake and this multiplayer, which is a combination of Left 4 Dead and, and Dead by Daylight, I can't recommend it to people because, I'm either going to be talking to folks that bought this for Resident Evil 3, and that's their interest, like you and I, or I'm talking to people like my co-host on Gamers In, Jocelyn, who loves Dead by Daylight. I'd love to recommend Resident Evil Res- Resistance to her to try out as something different, uh, but similar to Dead by Daylight. But it's a it's an $80 investment for what is 
most likely a $20 standalone experience, right? Yeah. So that's the struggle where it's like, I wish they had separated the two and made those purchases optional, like separate but optional. So that, because Jocelyn has no interest in playing Resident Evil 3, but when I talked to her about Resident Evil Resistance, she it piqued her interest, right? But there's no way that she's she's buying in with uh, full price. a, a full-price ticket, right? Yeah. So that's my struggle is that when you try to math it out and be like, oh, well, you know, it's a shorter game. It's certainly sweet and short. It's solid. But you get the extra multiplayer for, you know, whatever you value that at. And I'm like, but it's it's so hard to throw that into the equation because that's not why I bought it. Right. 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 Um, so that's that's my biggest struggle and where I agree, like wait for a sale Um there will be a sale. Everything goes on sale pretty quick these days. I, I mean, I mean, I saw, I mean, RE2 Remake is only, what, a year old? Yeah. And uh, I saw it on sale a couple, like, like, in the last week or two, and it was like 10 bucks. And all I kept thinking was, wow, I paid way more for that than yeah. that that when I bought, when it first came out. And while I enjoyed it, and it's definitely something I'm probably going to go back to, uh, in fact, playing Resident Evil Three has made me want to go back and play Resident Evil Two. Um, uh, but I, I, again, I don't know if that's something I'm going to dive right into right away. I, I mean, I really liked it. I really liked my experience with it, and and we'll go in more in more in depth next week. And and yeah. I think uh, we'll we'll. I wanted to just get it out, like get a recommendation out there, and I think like it it, it can it needs to be mentioned more. I think that from a value standpoint it's it's lacking like the polish is there the art is there the all of it it's great stuff but in terms of length you just have to keep in mind that there's not much replay value and it's a five-hour campaign so keep that in mind and uh let's move let's talk about let's talk about something a little more positive um so the last of us part two got indefinitely put on hold last we spoke and um that was very scary wording, but now we have a release date for The Last of Us Part Two, and that is June nineteenth, and yeah, that it's is only, uh, it's only been it's only been pushed back what like three four weeks or something from the original release date. Yeah, three weeks to a month. Yeah, not not too bad, and I think that's just to give the you know publisher Sony a little more time to sort out physical release because digitally, you're not struggling, and and really from a physical release standpoint, that's that's where like it it just has to be there as an option but for you and i really i'm not going to take i personally i'm not going to take the risk with a physical release i'm probably going to buy it digitally just so i know i'll have it on day one um because i honestly don't know i I don't like i don't think these stores consider video games essential items even though i really do think they are uh, I but, will I I will say from personal experience Amazon has had no problems shipping me my physical content. Okay, that's good. Um and my local Walmart has plenty of physical copies of stuff. And good. I they also happen to be that one of the nearest places I go for groceries and other supplies. Um it's where I get cat and dog um, cat food and litter and stuff. So when I've had to go there before during this, I've browsed through the video game department to see if they have things on sale. Um, Good. And, yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, they're about the only place selling physical releases, right? Physical release copy stuff right now. 
Um, so if you are in a Walmart, that's about the only place you're going to get a physical release. Yeah, that's a good that's a good piece <clears> of advice because I think really when when it comes spe- specifically here in Canada, um, everything's gone curbside unless you have to physically go in, which grocery stores would would qualify. So Walmart kind of throw falls under that umbrella of you have to go in to get your groceries. Um, one word of caution though to our listeners and is that. Uh, it's not necessarily connected, but some are trying to connect the dots. But The Last of Us Part Two has had a significant leak, including some spoilers. Um, and uh, I, I'm that not... is that is one of the reasons why this they they're saying that this was rushed. That that this, this the, the, it's not on indefinite anymore. Yeah, um, is that there's a lot of information that's being leaked out. Uh, uh, so they're in a rush to get the game out before everything gets spoiled and nobody buys it. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing is like, we, we, there has certainly been that speculation that, uh, this, this leak. And, and I mean, I, I, I would totally believe it. Cause I think when you look at a major video game release, there are a lot of moving parts and a lot of deals made years ago when we weren't even thinking about COVID-19. So, Obviously, Sony has some. Can't if Sony could just put it out and, and digitally and be fine with that, they would. But they they just they can't. It's not. It's it's not yet the realistic way of releasing video games, especially AAA. So, I think you're right. Like with this leak, there's certainly pressure to to release as soon as you can uh, from a business standpoint. And I just I just more said it out of the fact that like avoid the spoilers we can wait we can wait until the 19th i've uh i'm not seeing them i don't want to see them i don't want to know anything um but just if you see like a last of us part two story um you know avoid the comments you know don't look at the details of a tweet or a facebook post um my understanding is that moderation has been very good at kind of taking out those comments but just just be wary of it. I uh, I don't think it's as prevalent as people are are worried about. But if you are, you know, starving for information, you might come across these. And I don't know. We've waited a long time. We can wait another couple months. I honestly have a theory. I don't think it's going to sell as well as the first game did. I mean, did the first one like sell yeah. gangbusters? Like, yeah, it I was know a, it was it good was, critically, but I didn't realize it. It was it was a it was a PlayStation Three Platinum game. Hmm. Well, thing, and you have to say, and you have to sell several billion for to get to a, be a platinum game at nineteen ninety nine, and don't forget, not only did it do well as uh, uh, a, a PS three game, but then they re released it with high res graphics for PlayStation four when the PlayStation four first came out. So I mean, it's been on two consoles already, and while I think it sold really well. I don't hear anybody being as excited about this one as I did with the first one. Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm excited about it. I think it's it's far enough removed from the first one, just from a timeline pers- from a from a release schedule that I'm. I think a lot of people are are they were they they were waiting, so they're fine waiting. And I think it's just hype is hype is reduced. I don't think hype is as like you see what hype gets you like look at doom eternal where people were over the moon and then they played it and for some reason people like oh my gosh this is not great and it's like i mean i played it i mean i wasn't shitting bricks before it came out so maybe that's why i enjoyed it i wasn't like amping myself up but it's so i mean i look i look at the last of us part two and i think to myself like i'm excited to play it 
Uh, will it sell well? I'm sure it'll sell fine in the sense that it's on the PlayStation 4, which is the number one selling console this generation. And we're in a pandemic where people have a lot of time. Um, it, and I think right now it comes down to just what is there to play in June? And there's nothing. This is the biggest release coming out in June. And I think, uh, I, I think that'll, that'll do well for itself. Uh, it's a smart move on their part to get it out. Although I had heard that they were originally pushing it to the holidays, which, uh, again, all rumors and speculation, but that would have been a tough wait. June, I'm cool with. I can wait the month, but holidays, that's way too far away. Um, yeah, we got uh, we got one more story here just to bridge us into The Walking Dead, but uh, Lou, I'm going to let you take this one because this is probably your favorite news of the week. Yeah, AMC is speculating that they're going to give Daryl his own spinoff movie. Uh, so... Okay, it's interesting. We're going to talk about The Walking Dead um, after this, but the idea behind these spinoffs, series, movies, whatever, what have you, has been the fact that like these are characters leaving the main show. And uh, all of them so far, in terms of the, the movies and the spinoffs, have had some connection to Rick leaving the main show. So... Um, like, is that, so I don't know, do we, do I want a third spinoff thing where it's like, we're going to go look for Rick? And it's like, well, how many of you are going to look for Rick separately? You know, um, it's weird. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about it here in a minute. Cause I have some opinions on, on, on the Rick thing. And when we talk about, um, the walking dead here, I'm going to have some opinions. Uh, but I'm hoping that this is not a real thing and that this is just somebody floating an idea out there to see what people think. Um, I don't think that the world beyond is going to do very well for AMC. Um, I think it's going to be a bigger flop than they consider fear the walking dead to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like you and I are the only two people on earth that enjoy fear the walking dead. Yeah, there's uh, some weird hate for that show, and I don't uh, get it. It and, makes and, me and hurt. People hate that show, but love regular Walking Dead, and uh, I'm kind of the other way around. I feel like Fear does some interesting ideas and some other things, and that Walking Dead just does the same bullshit every season. Um, but and and I, I, you'll hear in a minute. I definitely think Daryl's character has come a long way since Rick died. Uh but I don't see this being a success. I don't know who I don't know who's watching this. I mean, if I have read correctly, I think viewership for regular Walking Dead is still down. Oh, it is, yeah. I mean like it, it it's like the lowest it's ever been. So why are they gonna waste their time uh why waste their time trying to drag the keep something that's dying afloat i just i amc's the, the way amc runs their 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 television network i just don't get it uh i mean it seems to me like they're they're um they're ejecting talent from the main show right like you had andrew lincoln um every time a character has mysteriously left the show it's been 
to get them off the main show for a period of time, whether it's Maggie's character leaving for a year to return because of some contract disputes in another show. Um, and and then you look at, you know, Daryl Norman Reedus. I mean, he said he's going to be on the show as long as he can because he loves it so much. And I mean, I mean, what else what else has he does? Is he currently working on it? He's a successful dude, but like he's. He's a fan of, of The Walking Dead, but that that I, I can imagine that his residuals on this show cannot be cheap because for uh, it, it can I'm sure he's making plenty of money on residuals because from what I understand, this show gets is uh, this show is on like reruns on like nine different networks. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I agree with you. I like where Daryl has gone this season. I think the extra lines they've given him have been fantastic. Uh, and if they want to do a spinoff movie with Daryl, as long it's all about the story. If they give us a solid story, which they have not proven yet that they that because we haven't seen any of these spinoffs, like until we get that first payoff of the story of someone leaving the show and and having it make sense, like with with uh, Morgan leaving, that's probably the closest example we have to a quote-unquote resolved story where he leaves and he's like oh i've fixed myself and now i want to go back but then he realizes i have people here that i can help and that kind of works for me um and and and, and the 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 leak has said that they're gonna throw in flashbacks of merle and other things and to me that's where you lose me if you're gonna give daryl a movie don't make it related to rick anymore Make it related to something else. Make him have to go off and find somebody or go do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. you're going to make it, if you're going to start throwing in stuff from, we're on season 10. If you're going to start throwing in flashbacks to his brother who died in season three, I just don't care anymore about that character. Merle is the furthest thing from my mind. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. it, it, I mean... It, it's interesting like you could you look at daryl and there's a lot of backstory there that you could explore um if you want to but i mean i I hate to i hate to break it to you lou and you probably already know this but rick grimes finding rick grimes is the end game of the walking dead like that's that's where we're at right now like if you compare this to one of the biggest most successful uh event movie you know franchises rick rick grimes and the resolution of his story is is endgame and that's what they're trying to build up to i'm not saying they're doing it I successfully don't, I, but I, I'm, I'm not convinced it's an endgame you, you what do you what do you mean i think this is all going to be for not and in the end they're going to botch everything well, I'm, okay, gonna, I'm not saying gonna, from a quality be, standpoint i'm saying be, from a it's theoretical gonna, it's standpoint gonna be, it's gonna be 12 seasons of lost that's where i'm going that's <laughs> okay. where this is going yeah, but, but you understand gonna be, I, it's going to be twelve seasons, and when we get to the end, everybody that stuck around all the way to the end is going to be like, "That's what I had to watch for." Screw this show. Oh gosh. Well, and that's the thing is like I'm not necessarily comparing it from a from a quality standpoint because I don't think though I don't think it it'll be literally impossible for any other franchise to capture what Endgame had captured. Uh, like that is that is uh, that is just it's impossible but when it comes to walking dead like theoretically i think finding rick grimes is is their end game sort of moment in the sense that like where does where does the walking dead go from there 
that is how we feel after Endgame of where does the MCU go after Endgame. It's just such a moment that they that they're that they're trying to build to. Again, I don't know if they're going to do it successfully. It could all fall apart. I mean, they're putting a lot of effort and they're putting a lot of marbles in some baskets that are very expensive and could move in so many different directions. Um, and we might as well get into it. I mean, let's let's talk about the second half or at least um, you know, uh, point eight of the second half of the walking dead season 10. Cause we do not have the season finale. Although I don't know if you saw the, the teaser for it. It basically, I have not, I have not seen a teaser for it. It, um, uh, it, it, like we'll, we'll talk about, I can talk a bit about it afterwards, but, um, essentially the second half of the walking dead shows, uh, the, the lead up to the conclusion of, uh, the whisper war. And there's some crazy shit that happens in it, including, uh, well, we talked about it, you know, a couple episodes ago where Negan is is basically embedded with the whispers. We get a resolution to that, uh, which is pretty, pretty gnarly and comic, comic, uh, comic. What do I want to call it? Like comic close to the comics, I'd say. Yes. Pretty close. Yeah. Um, but Lou, I mean, what did you what did you think about the second half? There was a lot going on. So I, I, I think listeners will understand where I'm coming from if they've listened to the show for a while. Uh, I was not excited to get back into the show. Uh, When we were going to use this as a topic, I will admit I was the entire half season behind. Um, I watched about two to three episodes a day, every other day, starting like last week to get caught up. Uh, I think I had like a total of like eight episodes to watch or something like that. Yeah. Because I can't remember what number we left off, but it was like... If I didn't watch two or three episodes a day, and maybe I watched one, it still felt like two or three. At least the first couple episodes. Um, I've not been a fan of the Whisperers as villains. Um, I think Alpha is... Uh, while she's scary, uh, and, and Beta is scary, I think Beta is too comic booky for my taste. Um... I haven't liked him since I think it was Daryl threw him down an elevator shaft and he didn't die. Um, and he climbed out of the elevator shaft. I don't care. Uh, as someone that fell and broke their leg, that dude would have been dead. Uh, he fell three stories and landed on his back. He'd be a cripple. Um, and I don't find him particularly intimidating or scary as a character. Uh, I found Alpha scary, but only because mm. she's crazy. And my biggest gripe with the Whispers is they seem too powerful. Um, they seem to have guns when nobody else seems to have guns. They seem to magically have these resources that don't seem to be... Uh, we discussed it before. Winter hit and they magically disappeared. And for people that don't have homes and they're living in snow, uh, it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't be freezing to death. Um, I mean, sure, maybe they're living in caves, but even then, caves aren't warm either. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think um, I, I think you're right. I, in the... Go ahead. And, and and so when this returned, I really wasn't that excited. And then about two episodes in. I found myself being like, now I can watch another episode. Now I can mm. watch another episode. And I think as we got closer to Alpha getting killed by Negan, 
and uh, we get closer to the the the, the penultimate. Whereas in the past, uh, like the Negan stuff always felt like Negan was winning, Negan was winning, Negan was winning. This fight feels like our heroes are winning, mm-hmm. even when things get destroyed. There isn't there isn't the depressing that there was with the Negan's storyline. Yeah. Do you feel like that's because you're you're dealing with um you're dealing with people who are who are crazy in, in the eyes of our heroes as opposed to people who are just villains and and that's where it's like uh you you're you're seeing your heroes be a little more uh a little more successful because they're dealing they're dealing with crazy like these crazy people who who have warped minds thinking that this is this is the way. I mean, uh, our heroes are still failing, but they seem to be they seem to have their their leg ups that they get are are uh, are not nearly as far fetched as they were when like not as comic booky I guess. Like a good example is early on in the second half of the season, you you see the battle for Hilltop, which they lose. Um, yeah, but it's still it's very much structured in a way that 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 feels like a solid progression on on all sides where alpha you know has negan by her and and alpha says like no we gotta we gotta we gotta take them out they're gonna join us whether they're alive or dead right they're gonna join us as whispers or they're gonna join us in the herd and that works for her character it's not surprising oh of course she's gonna just torch everything because like she's done i will say one of the things i appreciated this half of the season is i felt like last season and the season, how long have the whispers been around now? Uh, two two seasons. Season. I mean, a season. I, my and my a half, biggest my 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 biggest gripe when the whispers showed up was they really didn't do a good job of explaining who the whispers are. It was just these people wearing dead skins walking around, and then this season they've kind of hinted that there's a religion aspect behind it, kind of. Right. And I feel like that would have been great last season. For them to have explained that it's not just that they're another group, that they're kind of like a cult, like, yeah, I I, I, I feel like they did a real disservice last season with it and the first half of this season, and that now all of a sudden, it's like almost like when they came back from this break, they realized, yeah, some of this stuff isn't working. We need to re- need to really explain this to our audience, and mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of pulled me in a little bit more, uh. Uh, when they ki- when Alpha died, I was kind of like, "Well, what's gonna happen next?" Because obviously the boss is dead, and Beta is not in charge of anything. He's an idiot, mm-hmm. and we're getting the storyline where uh, I mean, in our season finale, which hasn't happened yet, it's quite obviously going to be Beta invades with a horde of the dead, which, um. I have I have an opinion on that. Uh, that that was probably the the episode of him building his horde for the advance. His portion of that episode was probably my least favorite thing. Uh, I feel like they did a really bad job of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, they show him wandering around the woods with dead people, not whisperers, zombies, and then he goes and plays a radio. Uh, with that's obviously his record of him singing because he was apparently a country western singer or something. Yeah, yeah. And 
all of a sudden the dead start piling up and showing up there and then he starts an army and none of them look like whisperers they all look like dead and then magically like one of them appears to be a whisperer and i'm like so they're still following him where were they the beginning of this episode like how they kind of hooked back up with him didn't really make much sense to me yeah um I mean, I didn't uh, I, really worry about that. I mean, I, I mean, it's a little, it's a little hand wavy for sure. But I'm like, yeah, it's not it what was, we're it, interested in. We just want to get I to thought, the fight. I thought it would have been way more interesting for him to build his own horde, mm-hmm. show up and attack our heroes, and then like maybe later whisperers show up and being like, "Really? That's what we're doing? Are you crazy? Like, Alpha's dead, and this is what you want to do is sacrifice everything to attack these people because she's dead." time to leave and regroup i would love to see something a storyline like that but that's not what we're gonna get we're gonna get no we're gonna get everybody clashes yeah and then and i mean of course that's that again this show follows an entire like it does the same thing every season Mm. or every like two seasons so we're getting we're getting we're getting the negan build up yeah. Well, the thing is about about the you, you mentioned a religion, but it's also the whispers are very, you know, animalistic, right? Alpha has yeah. been been put down. The beta has to step up. And we see that a little bit in the show where where they do recognize uh, Negan at one point as uh, literally like, oh, you killed Alpha. So you're you're our Alpha now, you know, um, whereas they also look to beta because he is he is the strongest. And that's always what it's it's very hard to evolve beta because he is this he's the he's the brute of the group and uh you're right like when they try to kind of prop him up a little bit it it is a little little weak sauce but still he's uh they take him in the only direction you can he's the brute strength you know beta guy and now he's the you know brute strength crazy alpha guy you know and i i mean natural conclusions of every walking dead season whether it's a mass you know surprise kill or just a all-out battle um i think this one's very interesting because it's very much beta finishing what alpha started i will say this to our listeners i am more excited for this season finale than i was for any of the last two Mm mm-hmm yeah, I, I, honestly, um, we talked about it last episode, I, but when they announced the season finale was delayed, it was an, an immense bummer because I feel like uh, it's just it was going to end this storyline and set up set up something new. Um, so, not whispers. So I, I will say this too, uh, as a um, so we don't talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, I hated the Michonne episode. Right. So, yeah, let's talk about... That was what I was going to bring up next. So we've talked about the Whispers. We talked about sort of Negan killing Alpha. But, uh, I mean, we can come back to that in a little bit because there's some motivations there. But Michonne's episode... um, I'll I'll say this. I thought the beginning was very weak. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. And it was kind of like, oh, God, don't please don't let this be a drug-fueled flashback episode. And it was to a certain extent, but I, for me, I think I'm, I'm invested in the where's Rick game. I'm invested in the larger universe of the walking dead. So when they dropped those hints and they showed what would possibly be next for Michonne, that got me excited. And and that's where 
last episode when we were talking and I described that Michonne episode as making lemon out of lemonades or making lemonade out of lemons in the sense that Michonne, the actress, uh, deny, she's leaving. She's got a, a movie career. She's Marvel material now. Like she's, she's so far, far away from the walking dead. So they had to, they had to move her on. And I think by that standard, like, I think they did the best they could with the time they had with, with this character and trying to, to move her into greener passage. I would have been more upset if she died. And that's where I was coming I, I, from. I, you know? my, my biggest gripe with AMC is, is that when people want to leave the show, they don't just kill them off anymore. They go, we're going to throw them in the Rick movies. Yeah. And, I'm fine with and, that. And, 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 and I get that to an extent, but you're not making me excited for the Rick movies. Show me what the Rick movies are going to be. That's what's going to excite me. Yeah. Don't just keep showing me symbols and teasing things because then you're feeling like lost to me. I've got a whole bunch of things that don't make any sense right now. And I've been teased about them and teased about them and teased about them. And what are they going to be? Some group with some bullshit scheme that Rick is somehow going to have to get himself out of. And maybe he's going to make it back to the show. Like, like that's kind of my thing is I'm like, I really, you're showing me hints and teases, but I'm not getting excited for this. I really don't give a shit. Just, Kind of tell me how these pieces are going to get together. Yeah. I mean, for me, uh, I was really happy to see that connection between, you know, seeing the phone that she finds at the end of it and knowing that Rick was around. And and I I agree with you. It's very Lost-esque. And the fact that we have to wait some god-awful unknown period of time to find out all how all these things connect. And that's, that's where my, I think we're, I lack that frustration that you have and that I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't want I don't want to say impatient, but I'm not like necessarily worried about it. I, I think I don't have faith, but I think that they'll try to address as much as possible. But what I don't want to see is like, Oh, here's an etching that, uh, someone made for Rick on a phone. Here's Rick's boots. Oh, now we found Rick's belt. And two seasons from now we find a recording that Rick made and well, we still don't have the movie. That's where I'm like, okay, I see your point. Very frustrating. See, I, we got to get I, this going. I kind of feel like that's what we've been getting because fears teased towards Rick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trailers for the world beyond is teased. The the the, the people that took Rick. Uh, there was someplace else that that we got another tease that showed that there was a tease for for the people that took Rick. Like I feel like they keep dropping hints of it, and I'm like, stop dropping the hints, like. You've dropped enough hints now that people get what's go kind of what's going on. Just leave us leave us in the lurch now for a couple years, and then give us the Rick movie. Like don't like stop dropping hints. You're not you, your hints are making me more annoyed than anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that uh, I I think we I think this is the this is the end of the this has to be the end of the hints. Um, I think if we were looking at COVID nineteen not happening. We would have seen something more structured for Comic Con, but Comic Con's been canceled for this uh, this summer. Um, so I, I mean, fear obviously was more feeding into CRM, which is the group that took Rick. World Beyond also the group CRM. To find out more about CRM doesn't necessarily mean it's related to Rick. This is a direct connection. Michonne finding the phone. 
with which is engraved in Japanese. So this is new. We've not seen anything um, remotely related uh, uh, to Japan in this world from that I can recall, which translates to believe a little bit longer. So this is eight years past Rick di- Rick's disappearance. So that to me shows that Rick understands his family's still alive. It's a drawing of Michonne and Judith uh, at their current state. It, it's just, you're right, it, it, it just presents all these questions and the answers are so far down the road and it's, we need more than, we need a, we need a tease. And, and honestly, Lou, I hate to break it to you, but the clues they're laying down in this episode might not even be addressed into the second or third movie. Um, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I have a theory. Yeah. Uh, and here's my theory. Um, I think World Beyond is going to tie directly into the Rick movies to the point where I think we're going to, before the second season of World Beyond airs, I think we're going to see Rick interact with characters from that show. Yeah. I mean, it's not a... It's not a... It's not a bad bet, or at least you know having some connection where someone. I think I think I think, I think I think we're going to get World Beyond. When is that supposed? When is that due? It was supposed to be already, but uh, they've pushed it as well. So like, there's t- like when you think about what they're doing here, and you look, and I, I hate to compare Marvel and Walking Dead, but really it's the closest comparison where Disney kind of. Like, oh, well, Black Widow is directly affected by right now, but that doesn't mean everything else is. But they literally moved everything. They even got their way with the Spider-Man movie. They moved that, you know, another shift. So everything still lines up. And I think that's where when we see the world beyond delayed, they're waiting to do this in order, right? So yeah. I, I think you're right. The world beyond is, is going to lead and, and it's going to provide further hints and teases. I, I, I think the world beyond season one is going to lead right into the rick movie i mean it would work from a timeline perspective even if we don't see rick i think there is going to be enough of the plot where we're going to see the group that apparently took rick and i think that it's going to directly hint at the rick movie and then when we get the rick movie rick movie number one is going to be rick getting to wherever it is he's going and Mm -hmm. that's going to be adventure one and then we're going to get the season of world beyond two which will probably hint more at rick then we're going to get rick movie number two which is going to kind of lead us up and then i think we're going to get rick movie number three towards the end of walking dead season and i think the rick the third rick movie is going to literally be the end of walking dead so I yeah. think we're talking we're talking three more years, maybe four of Walking Dead. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a solid roadmap, and we have joked that you wrote for AMC, so it's uh, it's possible. But um, I feel like we've uh, we've we've talked a good deal about the Walking Dead. Obviously, we'll we'll keep tabs on uh, news at AMC. Um, as, as I should say forward. this too. I think Carol's story arc is more interesting. This is the most interesting Carol has been in a while. Oh man, um, I, I despised Carol. <laughs> I, I mean, before the Negan stuff, like before they, I, it was once hard to, the, under- once Negan killed Alpha. I think Carol became more understanding. The fact that they hid the deal between Negan and her 
added false. I, I think her motivations would have made more sense earlier on and been less annoying if we had known she had already made a deal with Negan. Yeah. Yeah, withholding that information and not necessarily they've teased it. They teased it, but I think uh it it hurt it hurt her character cuz she put a lot of people in at risk. Yeah. And um yeah, I mean, I think you're right like going like it'll be interesting to see how they I'm less interested in Carol, I'm more interested in Negan to see how they how they continue to portray him. I mean, um and how how he comes out of out of the Whisper War like does he get you know free reign and he's out of prison you know no one will ever forgive him and uh, for what he did but um there's you know time heals all wounds i guess and if he's learned his lesson and he's he's trying to prove his his worth i mean we'll see where that goes but um there is a there is a teaser out there for the season finale it uh it sets up the epic battle uh beta and his horde have found have found the survivors um they tease new characters or and returning characters for that matter so certainly certainly looked like it was going to be a a conclusion to a a bunch of storylines that we would have loved loved to have seen in in its proper you know proper time we would have been talking about it as a complete package today if it weren't for the fact of of this virus but uh i mean we'll keep tabs on it the news that i've seen around the around the you know the zombie search tag has basically been the fact that they are very close and as as soon as uh as soon as california opens back up they'll be able to get in there and finish it and um they they the way they do this it's hot and ready in the sense that they were a week and a half away from finishing and producing the episode so it could go live so uh just keep an eye out and I hope everyone stays safe. That's the most important thing, but um, it's weird that they're not working on this from home. I, I mean, they didn't really elaborate on what needed to be done, but I think we're going to see a lot of delays moving forward with this stuff. So uh, Lou, I think that's going to do it. Uh, any final thoughts, uh, any last words for uh, what we've got of the walking dead season 10 second half? Um, Walking Dead's gotten better. Still not great. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we're going to have a nice discussion about Resident Evil 3 next time. Yes. So when we return in a couple weeks, we will talk Resident Evil 3, full impressions and spoilers. Uh, so, you know, if you're looking to play spoiler free, certainly check it out. It's a short game, as we discussed. And then after that episode, we are going to do Return of the Living Dead Part 2 uh, as part of our Extra Life um, sort of uh, celebration. We got a donation, uh, $50. So we picked three movies that we are going to discuss. I have not seen this one. Lucy we've done one already. This yeah. is number two. Yeah, we've done Zombieland 2. So exciting times. But uh, we're going to cap it there. Definitely visit our Discord, bit.ly slash Discord. You can discuss news and, and zombie stuff with us there. I want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for the support. You can check out our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can email us, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. You can follow myself at rmurphy on Twitter and Lou at busyzombielord. Quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can see more of his stuff at joelduggan.com. Lou, why don't you take us out with your famous Busy Zombie Lord words? If you're going to shoot a shotgun like Deegan, remember to check and make sure there's two bullets in it, not one.